Welcome to the One Hand at a Time podcast. I'm your host, Chris Welton. And today's episode is going to be a little different than what we've done in the past. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see that it's just me. Well, the truth is we faced a little adversity. We recorded an awesome show with a guy named Will Gomez. And unfortunately, his microphone did not work. So we've learned a couple different things here. One is have multiple podcasts on deck ready to go. So if something like this happens, you have something else to release. The other one is make sure we test the microphone of our guests we have on there. We'd rescheduled Will to be recorded earlier last week, so it'd be ready, ready to release when we needed it. But unfortunately, Will tore his Achilles tendon doing some CrossFit workouts. Now, don't worry about, about Will. He's going to be fine. I've talked to him multiple times. The kid's a stud. He's got a positive attitude to work through that. But we've had to reschedule that for later in March. So here I am on a Sunday afternoon when I know that I have to have some content ready. And one of the things that I've definitely learned so far about podcasts, besides what I already shared with you, is consistency is key. So I have to drop some content every week, a new podcast every week. So I'm working on that. Today I got two more, I had two more people commit to being on the show. So we're going to record them. Uh, we have a great recording coming this Wednesday for Ben Newman, so that'll drop next week. But I wanted to go over just a few things with you today to kind of share some of the questions I've been re I've received from my friends and family and just random people online who've messaged me and asked questions about pod my podcast. So here's the first question. These are going to be fun. So why a podcast, Chris? Are you trying to be famous? <laughs> great question. And the truth is, is... I jumped on the podcast side of things because of some advice I received from Bradley and Renee Rodriguez. It wasn't really about becoming famous. Famous isn't something I'm looking to do. If that happens, I guess that happens. But for me, it's to be able to share stories with individuals and help them get through adversity or grow or give them some signs of hope. So the whole reason for the podcast is to get in front of more people, people I would have never had a chance to meet, and they hear me interview and talk to other people that may be relatable to them. It may, if I could help one person every podcast get through something else or grow or make a decision to change their career or whatever that may be, then I would consider that to be successful. I'm not doing this to be famous. I'm not, I'm not trying to be uh, uh, someone who's all over television or anything like that. Again, I'm doing this to help other people along the way. Podcasts have been a huge for me, and it started years ago. And the first podcast that I ever listened to was called Art of Charm, which was an interesting show. I used to drive 90 miles each way to work, so I couldn't wait till they came out every 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 week. It would come out, and I'd listen to it. It was Jordan Harbinger, and Jordan had some great takes on stuff. And now he has the Jordan Harbinger show. Hey, maybe one day I'll have him on my show as well. But podcasts were helping me learn as I was driving and listen to different things and tactics to be able to be a better leader, husband, father, friend, brother. And there's just so much great content out there that I wanted to be part of that. The Ed Milet Show has been huge for me and connected me with people I would have never even known about or heard of. Andy Frisella's podcast, the MF CEO podcast, was another one that was groundbreaking for me to be able to connect with certain people. That's how I first heard about Ben Newman, who's going to be on my show later this week. So podcasts are a great place for entertainment, 
but also a great place to connect with people that you've never heard of before. So hopefully you're listening today for the first time. You're not sure who I am and you're going to get some great takeaways and, and jump back in and listen to the other seven episodes we've recorded so far. See, consistency me, for me is going to be the key here. I need to drop a podcast every single week for 52 straight weeks to see what the results are. Now, I know this is a long play. Right? I know this isn't something that, oh, Chris dropped a podcast and now all of a sudden he's got millions of downloads. That's not the case. We may be getting 70, 80 downloads a show right now, and we know that's going to grow. This is a long ultra marathon we're running right now. But I am having people reach out to me that I haven't talked to in a long time saying, Chris, I love your show. So that's incredibly important for me. If you love the show, please make sure you rate it. Give us five stars. Put some comments in there if you don't like it. I don't know. Keep the pen into yourself. No, we'll take those two because that's the only way we can grow is if you come across something that this, I don't agree with you, Chris, whatever that is, would love to hear from you as well. The second question I receive, and I get this a lot through social media DMs. If you follow me on social media, if you don't, it's one hand at a time on Instagram. That's where I post most of my content. Why do you post so many workout videos? If you've seen me on Instagram and obviously by the name of my podcast and also the name of um, my Instagram one hand at a time, I am a congenital amputee. What that means is I was born missing half of my left arm. Logan Aldridge was a huge inspiration. He's the gentleman I had on last week, but I thought for myself, how else could I impact multiple people other than show them my journey to lose weight and to lift weights and be stronger because I'm 50 years old. So when you're 50 years old, there's a lot of things you have to start thinking and taking into consideration as you continue to age and being active is one of them. So I post the videos a lot to show you the growth and the things I've been able to do, but also to help other people out and give them motivation. Not only necessarily the limb difference crowd or the limb difference people out there or any adaptive athletes, but anybody. And I was on a phone call earlier today with a friend of mine, Shawnee Whitaker. Now, Shawnee is an amputee. He lost half of his leg uh, in a car accident um, when he was 16 years old. And Shawnee is the U.S. Open Adaptive Surf Champion. And we had a great conversation. And he, and he thanked me for the motivation and that he was getting from me from my workout videos, but also from convincing him to do 75 hard, which he's starting tomorrow. So if I can, again, get one person every time I post a video to take that little next step to just get in the gym, take a walk, have some confidence in themselves, then I've won. I'm not trying to have 10 million followers and all oh, that would be nice because I would open more doors for me to meet more people. But for me, it's about connecting with one person at a time and hopefully having a positive impact on them and motivating them to do something they normally wouldn't do. All right. So the next question I received was you talk about visualization and being clear about what you want. Has this worked in your life? And if so, how? That's another great question. So yes, it has worked in my life. And I'm going to share with you the time that it worked for me the best. And then I'll get into more details about that. In 2011, I went through a divorce. And after doing so, I sat down at my kitchen table with a yellow legal pad. I wrote down exactly what I wanted in my next partner. And I was very descriptive about it because everything I'd seen in the secret or books I'd read, you had to be very detailed about what it was you want. So I went all in. I said, I wanted her to be tall, brunette. I wanted her to be someone who liked to work out and train like I do. Someone who would be happy and fun to be around. Someone who could financially take care of themselves. I would love for them to be Catholic, 
no children and never married. Now, when I look back on that, some of those things were short-sighted, but I was very detailed about what I wanted. See, I had to give myself permission to step outside of my comfort zone to attract something that I really wanted in my life, but never thought I deserved. Now, it took me a long time to get to that point. So in 2011, I would have been 39 years old. So imagine that being 39 years old and not ever giving yourself permission to get something that you actually deserved, someone who would treat you better, someone who was the person of your dreams. So I continue working out, doing the things I do, and all of a sudden I get a couple warts on my finger. This is crazy. So this is, this is the summer of 2012. I've been reading that list for over a year at that point. And I even shared it with my, my, uh, my oldest daughter and told her that, you know, based on everything I'm looking at, a nurse would be who I'd be looking for, which is just even crazier. So I get the paper out again. I'm reading it. I get the ward on my hand. I talked to a friend of mine who works with me at my office. And I said, Hey, I know your wife works at a dermatology office. Is it possible she can get me in like end of a day on a Thursday? I'm off on Friday. I don't know what they have to do. I've never had warts removed. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I didn't want to affect my job and be caused me to miss a day of work. So I go into the dermatology office, sit there in the little room they put you in. We've all been there before and I'm waiting. I'm kind of embarrassed because I don't know what to expect. I hear a voice at the door and this woman says, who put a new patient on my schedule at four o'clock? You knew I had an appointment outside and I needed to leave early. So I'm like, oh boy, this is not going to start. This isn't going to go well. Hope she takes it easy on me. She walked in the office. And instantly I felt something, I felt the connection, but I wasn't sure if it was nerves or if I was, what was going on there, but I just felt the connection with her. She came in, she was super nice, talked to me, asked me a lot of questions, why I was so, so far from my house because I had to drive so far to get to my job. And she burnt the warts off my hand. And as she's walking out of the office, I see her hold the clipboard over her hand and she shakes her head like this as she's talking to the other nurse. So I was like, man, hey, I wonder if she's talking about me. But then I thought to myself, Okay, dude, that's your ego. Like, yeah, not everybody's talking about you. So I leave, go back to the dealership. And I'm talking to my friend who had got the appointment for me. And I said, Hey, can you find out if Nicole is single? He's like, yeah, I definitely will. Like, awesome. He comes back a little bit later. He goes, yes, she is single. I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. So I have a follow-up appointment in six weeks between the six week follow-up appointment and the original appointment. I spend some time with my buddies down in Florida. And I'm telling them the story. And one of my friends is like, hey, she'd be lucky to have you, dude. Seriously, that's what you deserve. You deserve someone like that. I'm like, hey, that's great. Give me tons of confidence. And I have another buddy of mine. And these, these are childhood friends. So we've been friends forever. But this is the normal banter. It says, dude, she's out of your league. Don't waste your time. <laughs> that's awesome, right, to hear that story now. So the six weeks is up. And I go in for my follow-up appointment. I didn't need to go back. See, but I had the, the warts had healed off my finger. But I had that vision. I knew what I wanted and I gave myself permission to go for it. I go back in just to double check to make sure I felt the same vibe. And I felt it again. The vibe was there. I knew this was something I needed to put myself out there and take a chance on. So I called her office and when they answered the phone, I said, Hey, I need to leave a message for Nicole. And of course they're like, Hey, date of birth. I said, well, it's not that kind of message. And they said, well, we don't take personal messages for providers. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I tell you what, you just write my name and number down 
on a piece of paper and you give it to her. And if she calls me, she calls me. And I went on about my work day. Later that evening, we're able to connect. And I asked her again, are you single? She said, yes. So I followed up with the question and you got to understand, let me give you a little background that I'm, I'm in sales, right? So I'm constantly thinking what that next objection is going to be so I can overcome that. Right. And I asked her, I said, would you like to go out to dinner with me? Her response was yes. Okay. Well, I'm not used to getting a yes right away when I ask questions. So I was a little drawn back and she said, just so you know, if I do go out on a date with you, I can't be your provider anymore. And I did talk to my sister who's an attorney before I called you. Cause I thought this might be what it was I'm like, cool. So that was our first date was August 11th, 2012. We are still together today. We'll be married six years in April. So the reason I shared that with you is I was very clear on my vision and when it presented itself to me, I didn't back off of it. See, a lot of times what happens is people will put a vision out there and it will come to them It'll be right there in front of them what they think they're gonna, the goal is going to happen, but they're going to have to push a little bit more and they back off. I'm not sure why, but I think our brain goes into protection mode and tries to protect us from that. Now, I've had multiple other things in my life where I was very clear about my vision and I was able to accomplish that. And these things are starting to happen for me again. I've been very clear, spending time every day, visualize, visualize, visualizing, sorry, a little amped up on my first form here, um, visualizing where it is I want to go with my life. But I want you to understand how powerful the visualization exercises can be in a positive way and also in a negative way. And people don't really understand that. If you spend all your days daydreaming about how bad things are going to be, you're putting that out there in the world and that's present, going to present itself to you as well. So stay focused on the things you want to go out and go after. Look, I'm in a time in my life, I'm just, I turned 50 in September and I'm realizing there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish. And I've been here 50 years, I've accomplished some of them, but I have this big dreams and, and these things I want to grow and accomplish too. And that's, this podcast is one of those things that I wanted to accomplish. And I'm starting to get some traction with that now, but I'm sharing all this with you because I really think it's important for you to understand the importance of dreaming and being focused on what it is you want to accomplish. For me, dreaming has been incredible. And I continue to dream every day to accomplish bigger and bigger things. Now, I want you to, to understand too, the more you dream, the more you put it out there, the more chances you're gonna have of people being naysayers and telling you that's not possible. You can't do this, you can't do that. Look, most of the time they're saying that it's because they're afraid that you're gonna outgrow them. They're gonna afraid you outgrow them. I was listening to something today and Steve Harvey was talking about if you tell all your friends your goals and dreams and it doesn't, and they, they do, they agree with you, then you need to take the top off the jar. You're in the wrong jar. So essentially you're in the wrong room. You want to push yourself, your boundaries and get out there and make things happen. And, and I'm a, again, a big dreamer and I'm focused on making big things happen in my life and everybody around me. So you're going to see more from me, hear more from me. And I hope that I can be a positive effect on you. And if anything comes up along the way and you need some ears, you just want somebody to chat with about this, my contact information is in the show notes and there'll also be a Calendly link in there as well. But I find it so important what I've learned from podcasts that I know that it's, it's helped me grow and I hope that it can help you as well. If you're looking for a mental toughness challenge, which some of us are, 75 hard. That's the next question. Somebody asked me, Chris, why would you do 75? Why did you do 75 hard? Why would you do it again? Or would you do it again? 
The answer is I needed something in my life to change and shift and get me on track. And 75 hard was a catalyst for that. It put me in a place that I didn't even think was possible. My discipline has gone through the roof. My ability to handle situations because I learned so much about myself in those 75 days to the extent I'm doing it again in two weeks. In two weeks, I'll be doing 75 hard again. And I can't wait to see the results from 75 hard the second time around. I learned so much about myself the first time. What am I going to learn? Who am I going to be able to help this time? So if you're looking for something that's going to push you physically and mentally, 75 hard is the thing. But the disclaimer for that is this. You do 75 hard for yourself. It's not for anyone else. It's for you to learn about you. Okay. And the other thing is don't half ass 75 hard. Don't do a modified version or 75 soft or medium or whatever the hell you want to call it. If you don't do it the way it's set up, you're not going to get the results and you're only cheating yourself. So make sure you crush it the way it's supposed to be done. Stick with it. If you fail, then start over. It's as simple as that. But 75 hard was a game changer for me. And I can't wait to see the results from the next one. So we're going to wrap up this show today. Those were some questions people have asked me through social media and some comments on my podcast. I'm going to do this again probably every 45 or 60 days or whenever there's a spot and I don't have a show set up. Hopefully we've learned that lesson. But if you do have questions you want me to respond to in that manner or, and come on the show with some Q&A, please let me know. Also, if there's any guests you think I should get on my show or you want to be a guest, please message me as well. We're always looking to bring someone else on and go through the conversation and questions and share with our audience. I hope you had a wonderful day and please share, download, and get this podcast in front of as many people as possible. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to the One Hand at a Time podcast today. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and share. I'm often asked if I'm available for speaking opportunities or accepting new coaching clients. The answer is yes. Feel free to click the Calendly link in the show notes to set up a 30-minute call with myself. And remember, as we move forward in life, we do it one hand at a time.